Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. This is How Do You Do That with Emily Tresseter on Joy 94.9, the show answering the questions you didn't even know you had. This week's guest is the founder of Nation Banks, an online marketplace for ethical and sustainable products, Nikki Kugler. We chat about why Nikki started the business, how her sons are a huge influence, and how her business started with interviews and continues to be filled with happy discoveries. As a society, we've become so careless in how we buy and how we consume. And in a way, we've fallen out of love with the products that we curate our lifestyles with. Before we get into exactly what National Banks is, Nikki had a wonderful thought about the ability to find your passion after already having another career. It's a wonderful way to preface our chat. It's that metamorphosis, you know. I think when you start out in your career, or certainly when I did, you have this idea, I think, that you're going to find this thing and do it forever. And some people do. Some people get really lucky and they're able to discover what they love from the get-go. But, you know, certainly for me and a lot of people that I, I speak to, you have all these opportunities and what you start with doesn't necessarily have to be the thing you keep doing or you know, you might do something and do it well and then pivot and do something else and do it well and go on all these journeys. And life has that ability to bring opportunity more than once. Okay, now we've had a teaser about how Nikki got where she is today. Let's find out exactly what Nation Banks is. Nation Banks is a shopping platform in its essence that is designed to make it easy for anyone who's looking to make more conscious purchase decisions to discover fantastic ethical and sustainable solutions that are available at the moment in the marketplace. We focus on largely on Australian small to medium businesses that have developed solutions in this space. Another way that I like to sometimes explain it is that we're a one-stop shop for people that are looking to have a more positive impact. When did you start Nation Banks? The website itself launched in June of 2019, but the journey to launching started probably two years before that. And why did Nikki start National Banks? Initially, it began as a personal project after the birth of our second son. At the time, you know, a lot had changed in our world in terms of having two young children. The world was shifting in a lot of ways and I was becoming more and more aware of my consumption habits and the effects of overconsumption in general. I had spent some time in my early 20s working for a not-for-profit in Central America and that's, that had brought to my attention a lot of the issues around sustainability and biodiversity and ethical treatment of people and workers. And I think after the birth of our first son and as he grew he had a natural 
interest and love of the natural environment. He has been a fan of David Attenborough since he was tiny. And so there was a culmination of all of these things that were happening, the bedtime stories and talking to my son about the natural world, but then also having in the back of my mind this understanding of how finite everything is and the damage that we've we've done. And so I personally wanted to start making better choices. And so I I'm a bit of a tomboy. I, you know, dress in a lot of black and I have a real interest in this sort of more a combination of urban and boho and mixed aesthetics and I love design. I come from an interior design family. And when I was looking around for solutions, the the two things that were on my mind, number one, are there the solutions out there that I'm looking for? And are there solutions out there that would fit into my aesthetic and my lifestyle? So the first question was answered really quickly. And that was that there are so many incredible people and passionate founders that have taken it upon themselves to create products of value that are designed to be more sustainable, to have less, less waste, to answer the question of ethical production. You know, there are, there are incredible businesses. And the more I looked, the more I discovered these fantastic people who had taken it into their own hands and started creating fantastic solutions. But what I realized was that a lot of the platforms out there didn't cater to my aesthetic, even though there were brands out there that were producing really edgy, well-designed, beautifully created products. There was nowhere I could go and find all of those products in one place. If I was looking for fashion at the time, there were starting to be platforms. There are, there are a lot now, but there were at that time starting to be platforms. If you were interested in ethical fashion, that you could go and find some, some brands that were, that were creating beautiful pieces ethically or sustainably. There were also platforms in the sort of home and kitchen space, which were focusing around minimal waste and zero waste. So that movement was beginning. But I I was looking for something that wasn't just about fashion and it wasn't just about my kitchen. I wanted to go somewhere and find beautiful brands and learn about them and, and, and fall in love with products again. So we now know why and when Nikki started Nash & Banks. I wanted to know if she had any previous work experience that helped her start the business. My background is in a combination of media marketing and media sales. So I do have a background, I suppose, and a confidence around finding, discovering and championing brands. I think to a certain extent that was there. But when I began the journey, it wasn't going to be a marketplace. It was actually just I wanted to publish the stories of the founders and create a platform where we championed these brands. And initially, my idea was to start a type of blog or a publishing platform that allowed me to share their stories. I had no plan really at the very beginning other than to seek out people and talk to them and get to know them and and learn about what they were doing. And it started, the first business I found was a creator in the Netherlands who had created a circular model around a fashion accessories brand. And I didn't think he'd want to talk to me because at that point I didn't really have anything. I didn't have a website. I didn't have a name. I thought, well, I'll just give him a call and see if he's interested in having a chat. And he completely surprised me because he not only 
was interested in talking to me and in, in, an, in essence being interviewed by me, but he was so generous with his time and he was so generous with his story. And, and I was, I was quite blown away by that. And so I then sought out more people and organized conversations with more people and found that I was inspired by them, but also so incredibly blown away by how open, transparent, generous they were with their time and their stories. And I had never done anything like that before. I'd never done an interview <laughs> before, but they sort of invited me into that space and shared with me. And a lot of them have become fantastic friends, actually, and have been with me on the journey since the beginning. So that's how it started. So I didn't really have a lot of background or even, I suppose, at the very, very beginning, a clear idea of what I wanted to do. I just, I had this urge that I wanted to find these solutions and I wanted to share them. And at the beginning, a lot of people said to me, well, what's this project that you're doing and why are you doing it? And I would explain it to them and they'd say to me, well, how are you going to make money doing that? I'd say, oh, no, it's not actually, this is, this is a passion project, if you will. It's not, I'm not doing this to make money. I actually just, I need inspiration. I need to feel as though there is hope. And this is, you know, by far and away the, the most exciting and hopeful endeavor I've taken on. So it really was at the beginning about leaning into it and giving it a go. So Nash and Banks started as a website to help direct people to ethical and sustainable products. But when did it shift from that to an actual marketplace? So once I got up and running and built the website, I launched and I had a number of different um, interviews that I had already put together by that point. And we launched and I continued to seek out people. I call it the happy discovery when you find a brand that just, it's right in the pocket. It's got all those wonderful things that I'm looking for. They've got a, a really genuine intent. And so I would go around and, and still continue to, to source product. Probably about a month or two after I'd launched, I also wanted to start curating a number of short form pieces. So just quick, hey, there's this really great brand, they're doing this or, and link through to the websites. And one founder, I met her at a trade show and she had this fantastic banner at the back of her stand. And it said, for those who are trendy AF, but also don't want the planet to blow up. And I stopped in my tracks and I turned to her and I said, okay, we need to meet because everything on that banner is singing to me. And I did an article with her. Her name's Tessa Carroll and she has a fantastic brand called AC Official. And she makes ethical, sustainable, zero waste, vegan luxury accessories. And she's just incredibly inspiring. And she and I worked together and I interviewed her and I published a story about her and some short form pieces on a couple of her products. She was at that, that time working with pineapple leather and creating these beautiful bags out of pineapple leather and, and every single material that she sourced was, was done. The whole supply chain was done ethically and sustainably and it was fascinating. And she turned around to me at one point after we'd published the article. And she said, you know, you always tell me that you want to champion brands like mine, but if you really want to help me, help me sell the products. 
because I'm such a small player in such a big sea of brands. And what I need help with is getting my product in front of consumers. So that was her challenge to me. And so based on that, I thought, okay, here we are. A, yeah, here we are. Why not? Why not? You know, why not? If, if that's the thing that's going to help to bring about change, then why, why not do it? So I immediately investigated some ways in which I could do that. And by November of that year, so that June, we launched 2019. By November 2019, we launched the marketplace just before Christmas. And I had, I think at that point, nine or 10, nine or 10 brands, all of which I had met and interviewed in the months leading up. I wondered whether Nikki was working full-time when she initially started Nash & Banks. I was working part-time and I had had quite a strong and really intense career leading up to when we had the boys. And I had left that career, well, just before our first son was born, I entered a startup in the media sales sort of area with the intent that we were probably going to work on that start up for a few years and then at about five years try to exit. But we were really successful in ex and exited much earlier than I had anticipated. And it was not long after Nash was born that we that we sold the business. And so it left me in a bit of a situation where I didn't know where I wanted to go. I had a newborn baby and and I wasn't sure if I wanted to go back into the career I had had. So I started working part-time for an interior design firm, doing their media and marketing and PR. And so I was still through both of the boys' early years. I had an enormous amount of flexibility in that role. And so that allowed me to work, but also to, to be mum. So I was, I was still doing that. And the passion project, I suppose, came because there was still a feeling in me, I think working with interior designers who were creating and so passionate about what they did had inspired the creative side of me. And so the journey with National Bank started alongside that. And it was really something that I, I wanted something for myself, something that gave me purpose. We've already had a clue as to its origins, her sons, but I asked Nikki to expand on where the name National Banks came from. We didn't set out with the name National Banks. Originally, we had a different name. And shortly after we launched, another brand launched with a similar name. Wow. So that was, that was a, an interesting learning curve in terms of the world of trademarking and, yes, <laughs> and branding. My goodness. <laughs> but in a way, I am thankful that that happened because it sort of forced us into a question about the brand and about the name. And, and then there was an opportunity that came up in February of 2020 where we we were going to get an article in a really great publication in Mama Disrupt. And I had been umming and ahhing about whether we shift the name just to create some clean space around the brand. And that forced my hand because I thought if I'm going to go, if, my, if it's going to be published in print, I should make sure that I, I've settled on what the name is by that point. I remember getting the confirmation of that article and walking outside to my husband who was working on the house at the time and, and saying to him, okay, I think we need to change the name. And he said, okay. And I said, oh yeah, I, I really think we need to come up with a new name. He's like, okay. He said, you actually want to do this now, don't you? I said, yep. So he grabbed a couple of beers and we sat on the front doorstep and we, we started the process of, of looking for a new name. And 
in that process, we didn't actually come up with Nash and Banks. A friend of ours suggested it. Said, you, you know, the boys' names are great. Why don't you name it after the boys? And I didn't know if I wanted to do that initially, but also Nash and Banks are names that we say every day, multiple times. So I hadn't really thought it was something that was going to resonate until I asked people and we, we started sort of asking around. We'd have a list of whatever names we were we were entertaining at the time and we would put them to people and we would throw Nash and Banks in the mix every time and every time people would say yep Nash and Banks do it I think it sounds very like designer <laughs> thank you it, it definitely has the air of totally like I I mean coming into this I had no idea where Nash and Banks came from but it definitely has that vibe <laughs> well it took a long time to come up with the names for the boys so yeah and, so you may as well yeah. use them for everything May as well use them. They, we asked them. So we sat down with them and we had a long chat with them about what it meant and were they okay if we called That's the business Nash and Banks. And Nash, who is, as I said, a, a keen environmentalist and a huge fan of, of trying to shift the world in a po planet positive way was blown away. And to this day, he, he's the eldest. So I think he understands it a lot more, but he's so proud of the fact that we have this business that is about making better possible and that, you know, it has his name on it. Now we know about the name and what Nash and Banks does. I wanted to know why Nikki thinks a business like hers is important. For me, I believe that change happens when intent meets opportunity. And so our vision is to enable, inform and inspire consumers to continuously make better choices where they can. And so National Banks is important because it connects that intent with what I've discovered to be a thriving community of authentic purpose-driven brands. And why is National Banks important to Nikki specifically, you personally? On one level, it's the first time that I've worked in, in my, in my day job on something that I truly believe in and that I'm passionate, really, really passionate about. So on that level, it's important to me. On another level, it wasn't until I had kids that the idea or the the knowledge of a future beyond my own personal lifetime really made sense or became sort of crystallized for me and it might sound a bit corny but once we had the kids i could see that the future really truly kind of existed beyond my lifetime and even beyond their lifetimes in intrinsically and that meant that i had a huge responsibility i felt to invest my time and my energy and my skill set and you know I would have loved to have a skill set that maybe could more tangibly be invested in 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 other ways but my skill set and my history and my career and the best way that I could take that skill set was to shape it into something that allowed me to create a better future for my kids and for their kids and on a personal level this is this is me doing that it's clear Nikki is incredibly passionate about what she does. I wanted to know what she thinks are the best parts of what she does. The best part on a day-to-day -day basis is, is working with the brands and talking to the founders because they are people who have invested everything in their, their livelihoods, their finances, their time, their energy, 
because they believe, you know, in the product that they're creating. You know, we, we do a lot of research and I spend a lot of time researching and vetting every brand that comes onto the platform. And my, the best part of my day is having a conversation with the founder and learning about their story and what it took for them to create the product that they have. So that's my favorite my favorite thing. The other part that I have, you know, is unexpected is this has been an incredible learning journey. I have, whew, I've learned so many things and, and every day in the business, I'm learning something new and I love it. I feel revitalized and I never anticipated at the beginning of my career that after a full career, I would start a new career and learn from scratch again and that it would be so incredibly rewarding. Of course, you can't only show the great parts. I needed to know if there were some not so awesome parts of running Nation Banks. I think for anyone who has founded a business would would know it is an incredible roller coaster and the juggle is real. <laughs> and you know, when you invest so much of yourself in something, it's hard. It's hard. And you have days where the smallest thing can be an incredible win. And then you have days where you can doubt the whole journey. So that's, I think, the toughest part and maintaining the faith in, in what you're doing and in the business that you've set up and the energy for it and the perseverance. It, it can be very challenging. And so why do you keep doing it? Because I believe in it and because it's the most fun I've had working and it's the most rewarding thing I've I've done in my career and because I want to make a difference. Does Nikki think she'll be owning and operating Nation Banks forever? I would like to. I, I, I think I'm always 10 steps ahead of where the business I feel is at, at any current point and I think that this business will grow and this platform will grow and I have really exciting plans for how I'd like to see it grow. And in the future, I would love to ideally to get to a point where the business is able to reinvest in the community that we work with. And so, yeah, I would love to, I would love to keep taking this journey and, and following where it goes. What would you tell someone with an idea like yours? What would you tell someone that was <laughs> Nikki of, you know, three, four, five years ago? <laughs> oh, it's a good question. There was a piece of advice my husband gave me early on, which I often give to people who are at the beginning of their journey. Before I started, the perfectionist in me, and also I suppose the side of me that was scared of failure. When I was designing the website, I went down the rabbit hole of detail and trying to make everything perfect and not launching until it was ready and not launching until I got this right or I got this right or wanted to make it perfect. And he looked at me one day and he said, Nick, if you launch when it's ready, you will have launched too late. And I think he was absolutely right. You have to start. That's the thing. You have to just start. People found businesses for very different reasons. I founded this out of an intent to create change and to create something sustainable and ethical and something that was founded on my values and my passion. Whilst it might not have started with the most robust business plan, I think that anyone who's wanting to get into this space, having your business align with your passion or something that you believe in is 
a wonderful tool to have in your pocket from the get-go because it gets you through those tough times and it helps you to navigate a lot of the questions and decisions that come with running a business and it keeps you focused on where you're going. And so for me, certainly having an alignment with the intent of the business has been a huge plus. And I would recommend to anyone who's who's starting a business, particularly something in the sustainable space, to have a really clear line of sight to what that is, why you're doing it and, and what you're intending to achieve. And secondly, I would say find your community. You need a community in business. When, when you're starting out, when you're growing as you go, finding people in that community is fundamental. Before we finish chatting, Nikki added to her thoughts on taking the leap and doing something you believe in. And I also see people quite, quite a lot who are on that sort of precipice of, of they're not, they haven't quite realized they can jump and fly yet, mm. but they, they can see there's something that they want to do or some shift they want to make or some new career. And you can see there's this sort of, I don't know, but it is incredible what opportunities lie out there that are undiscovered that we're able to kind of embark on. It's pretty exciting, I think. Totally. You just have to jump. Just got to jump, you know? Totally. (laughs) And then hope that you fly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then pray and pray and pray. Just like flap those wings. (laughs) A huge thank you to Nikki Kugler for being on the show. It was wonderful to hear how she turned her own personal needs into a forum to benefit others. And how when you do find something you're passionate about, you really just need to dive in. If you'd like more info about Nikki or Nash and Banks, head to nashandbanks.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of How Do You Do That with Emily Tresseter. If you think you or someone you know would make a great guest on the show, get in touch. Email howdoyoudothat at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.